The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record Podcast, episode 64. Yay, Nintendo 64! I was going to make a comment about millennials and how excited they would be just for that number alone, (laughs) and so look at you immediately jumping on that. We did not discuss that off-air at all. The only thing I can think of for 64, so nice. So your old nostalgic host for the day are Chris and... Savannah. What was your favorite 64 game? I think we've talked about this before. Oh, 64, Mario Party 3, specifically 3. Wow, um, that's very I, specific. I do, well, it's because it's one that we've played the most and like I can totally kick ass at the mini games. Um, I definitely have played uh, James Bond's The World Is Not Enough, uh, first person shooter. I've Goldeneye? No, not oh, really. The, the infamous one? Yeah, <laughs> not really. Like I did as an adult, but not as a kid. Um, but as a kid, I have a lot more nostalgic SNES uh, memories than I do N64. Uh, same. I was a PlayStation kid, so uh, my favorite game is Pokemon Snap for the N64 because I barely played any N64 games until I was an adult. So this past weekend, um, I guess I, I downloaded when I got my Nintendo Switch, I downloaded like the N64 bundle or whatever. I think you have to pay a little bit more for that. Anyways, uh, over this past weekend, I've never played Pokemon Snap before, and I beat the entire game in a day and a half. So it's not that difficult. It's not hard at all. I was like, you have this to play is multiple all this time. game you to, is. You have to do like levels multiple times to get proper Pokemon. Oh, yeah. But other than that, it's not hard. Yeah. Anyways, listen to us rambling about Pokemon <laughs> Snap and the N64. That's what you get out here on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. We hope you enjoy your stay. I mean, like, we do talk about music eventually, so I advise you, please hang in there. But yeah, thank you very much for joining us today on this episode. It is a request episode today, too, episode 64. We're looking at Sloan's Twice Removed. Uh, because I am not prepared for anything, I don't even have the name of the person in front of me. Lisa. Oh, Lisa, there you go. Thank you. At least one of us is prepared. That's all That's all I got is just that. <laughs> you don't know anything else they said. Did they, did they have any other comments? Um, Am I going to have to like cut this part out and like actually look at it? Uh, you're more than welcome to. Um, I'm doing it on the, my phone right now. The, uh, the Cole's note to this is um, Lisa requested <clears throat> Sloan. Um, I know that she likes them. And um, she wanted us to review Sloan's Twice okay, Removed. I, I got the notes here, and I will read those momentarily because I just want to get through all the uh, the basic intro stuff first. Yes. So as I said, welcome to the podcast. We hope you enjoy it today. It is a request episode, Sloan's Twice Removed, for episode 64. So if you like what you see today, make sure that you always uh, like, subscribe, rate, share, comment, follow. All of those things, super free and easy ways to be able to support the podcast. You can do that all, like, literally right now without even breaking a sweat Good. or breaking the bank do it help it help us build that musical community that you know we're trying to build or even if you don't we are trying to build a musical community we want you to be part of it and those are the best possible ways of doing it so please yes. do that uh no, yeah because you can leave comments too on audio video it doesn't matter where you are there's like ratings leave us good reviews and everything like that so people can find us boom you know how it works you know how social media works so go ahead and utilize it to help us push the show yes please thank you what he said all that stuff 
But also, if you happen to like us just a little much more that you want to do all that, plus financially support us, completely optional, but it's there, ko-fi.com slash rate the record. If you want to become part of the RTR Club, five bucks a month, uh, we'll get you like a, a shout out. Thank you, Carter, at the end of the episode. Uh, uh, I think I've, I've forgotten everything because I haven't done this part in a while. Uh, we, we will review view your band's music. And there was another thing in there that I don't remember, but I'll remember when I look at the page. My God, I'm good at this. Yay! That's okay. We're a little rusty. You've had a uh, a tough day, tough week. Oh, I've, yeah, I've had a tough couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Outside yeah. of the podcast, this podcast has been fine, but like, you know, the real world. Oh my God. You know that thing world. that nobody likes and we all complain about collectively? Yeah, that thing. Oh my God, gross. Um, but yeah, speaking of shout outs, like we know, we, we, we already had a Kofi supporter. They're not part of the RTR club, but they did do a donation. You could do a one-time donation. That's absolutely fine too. You don't have to be part of the RTR club. We appreciate it regardless. It is a very grand and noble gesture. Uh, there's a shout out I want to give. They're not part of the RTR club or anything. They haven't donated, but they've been kind of like very helpful behind the scenes, like in supporting ways. And, uh, I want to shout out, um, a YouTuber by the name of Ixie Music. She's also a uh, musician on Bandcamp, so you can find her over there as well. Uh, she does like a lot of great Nine Inch Nails analysis videos that like I've started watching a few years ago. I'm like, wow, I haven't heard this kind of breakdown of Nine Inch Nails before, like stories, lyrics, maybe, but like the music, I thought that was cool. And uh, she, she even helped promote our, our Radiohead uh, album giveaway that we're doing. Yes, so we are doing album giveaways. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, yeah, she's been helping that. So thank you very much, Ixie. I don't know if you're watching this, but if you are, it's so appreciated. We never asked you for promotion. We never asked you to shout us out or anything like that. So the fact that this was like organic and genuine makes it feel really, really good. Thank you very much. Thank you for being our friend. We are yours. And I've been in your subscriber for at least three years now, so that feels pretty cool, too. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, as mentioned, yes, we do give away albums indeed. Uh, so by the time you're watching this, the Radiohead album giveaway is practically over. We're like talking like two days away. Uh, so the winner of that will be announced at the end of January. And at the beginning of February, I will announce the brand new album given away for that month. So if you've missed the Radiohead one, no problem. Stick around for February. Find out what it is and maybe you'll want to win it. It's a pretty damn good album. Um, once again, it's been covered on the show. So yeah, stick around. Follow our social medias to find out. I was going to make a joke about it being Weezer, and then I was like, shit, no, we've had this conversation before. And I, yeah, I, I, don't think gratitude, I don't think Gratitude has one. Damn I don't it. think they want to make one for it I'll petition them, too. But hey, uh, the, the album giveaway links, the album request links, because today's a request episode, so you can also request albums. Social media, all the streaming links found at RateTheRecord.ca. Make sure you check that all out. The big hub. Go find it. Go find everything you need. Be a part of the community. Duh. Yeah. I don't know if I'm getting better at this anymore. I really don't. I feel like I'm just stumbling at all points. You're getting older. It's the brain. Yeah, I, I can tell. 30, 34. Yeah. I could be 34 now. I could be 34 later. Who knows? But it's my 34th year on this planet. Yep. All right. But we're going to talk about Sloan and Twice Removed as requested by Lisa. So usually in our, well, not usually, all the time in our request forms, I have it on my phone. I've got the information to look at. We usually ask you, like, why you requested, um, you know, certain Oh, not certain albums, but the album that you did request. Like, what do you like about it? How would you rank songs? Blah, 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 whatever. Um, so she actually answered this. Not everyone does, but she did. And I will Thanks. read the responses. Twice Removed is a favorite album album because I already loved the singles Coax Me and People of the Sky when I bought it. It was the third album I bought by Sloan, which is interesting because I believe this is their second album, but mm -hmm. whatever, you, don't to, you don't have to buy them in order. And I was particularly excited to have it in my collection. The music video for People of the Sky is fun too. I did not watch that. Neither did I. 
Uh, let's see, she's got a little more here, and I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like song rankings. Okay, so I'll read this part two. The album has catchy tunes, mellow tunes, sad tunes, gentle tunes, and some co- uh, contem- uh, contemplative tunes. Well, I can read. The quintessential <laughs> Sloan. I can say the word quintessential, but not contemplative. Weird. Yeah. I, I just love the guitar riffs and the drumming, and the lyrics in the songs are superb. Also, the use of piano is a nice touch. These guys have been my favorite band since I was 14 years old. It was hard to choose one album. I guess that means we're going to have to find out what we think about the album before. I have no idea what to say. Now, here's the funny part. I'm supposed to tell you a little bit about Sloan. I didn't write anything. It's funny because I thought... I don't think I'm responsible for that this week, so I no. didn't do it either. No, you're not. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to do this on the fly right now. Okay. Okay. Because I don't have anything written, I'm just going to I'm literally reading this from Wikipedia, and this is going to be edited into chunks. So bear with me here. We are not professionals. You heard <laughs> the you heard the disclaimer at the beginning, right? Yeah. Sloan is a Canadian rock band based out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, originally from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Sloan have released 13 full-length studio albums and have received nine Juno nominations, winning only one out of that entire thing. Mm -mm. The band originally formed in 1991 and has consisted of only four members for their entire run. Chris Murphy, Murphy, Patrick Pentland, Jay Ferguson, and Andrew Scott. Again, I'm reading this from Wikipedia. Uh, this isn't written on my own page because I'm an idiot and forgot to write things. So I'm sorry if this sounds different from how I usually say this. On uh, October 1st, 1992, Sloan released their f- debut full-length album, Smeared, on Geffen in Canada. So they signed to Geffen Records. We found something out today. Yeah. <laughs> Smeared was released in the United States in January 1993. Blah, blah, blah. We don't really need to know about Smeared. You just need to know that it's its first album because today we're talking about their second album. And, of course, that is twice removed. Second mm-hmm. Canadian uh, album by Canadian rock band Sloan, released on Geffen Records in 1994. It took seven weeks and a cost of $120,000 to record. It was much more melodic than their previous album. And I haven't heard their previous album, but I could probably agree with that considering some of the things I heard while listening to it. Yeah. So yeah, it was released August 30th, 1994, Geffen Records, and it was produced by Jim Rondinelli, Rondinelli and Sloan themselves. So at least they're singing on top of it. Uh, scrolling down the list really quickly, it doesn't look like they have much in the way of ratings, but of course our good friends at All Music, four and a half out of four five stars, so they did indeed enjoy it, In the Village Voice, uh, sticking to the letter theme of things, they B-plus tiered it. <laughs> B-tier album. Good, good on you, Village Voice. They nice. know what's up. They do. Commercially, Twice Removed peaked at number 25 on the RPM Canadian Albums charts, and by February 1997, the album had sold 58,000 units in Canada. The album was certified Golden Canada on October 20th, 1988. Uh, 58,000 <laughs> albums doesn't seem like a whole lot sold. Maybe in Canada, yeah. it's a different standard. We're so used to hearing about the Billboard charts and everything like that, so we don't even know. Yeah. Uh, this apparently only had two singles to it, Coax Me and People of the Sky, as mentioned by Elisa previously in her comments towards the album. I apologize for not having that ready. It's been a very tough week. Uh, it was on my to-do list. My entire review is done. Everything's written, just not that part that I was like, to-do. And guess what I did not to-do? Uh, that. But you know what? That's okay. We all stumble. We all fall. You just happen to do it in front of a bunch of people. So it's okay. We forgive you. I forgive you. You like, should forgive I, I, yourself. I was, I was wearing like a very woolly sweater and I fell into a giant pile of Velcro. Yes. Yes, exactly. And that's <laughs> where you've been. Stuck. That's where you've been since last week. 
Oh, I could. I would prefer to be there <laughs> as compared to the, the hellscape it has been for the last week. But you don't want to know about my hellscape. You want to know about music and albums and Sloan and Twice Removed. That's what we're going to do now. So let's just jump right into it. So song number one, Pen Pals. Now, seeing how you did your uh, almost verbatim from Wikipedia, I read on said website that this song was written from... Uh, fan letter sent to Kurt Cobain that they found while being signed to Geffen Records, which I didn't fact? know that. Yeah, apparently, I don't know. That's what Google or uh, Wikipedia says. But uh, I found that out after I did the review. So, I mean, thinking about it, I'm like, okay, cool. But I don't really know if that changes uh, how I feel about it. But I'm saying you're going to change first. your score on the fly. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to do that at this point. Oh, hell no. Um, if I if I do, I probably wouldn't be able to do the math anyways. Brain no work so good. Yeah, because then you got to do everything all over again. Just, uh, re-rank the album. Okay, it's a B tier, but how good of a B tier is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it like a B plus B? Or? Maybe. All right. All right. Uh, for, yeah, but for Pen Pals, um, uh, there's decent production on this track, and I really like the guitar tones in this one, too. They're like crisp but not too high pitched. So I enjoyed that. Um and as I said, there is decent production given the fact that it's like a very indie record. Like, mm. I know they're a part of Geffen at this point, but like, yeah. it didn't really feel like it, like, a good chunk of songs on this album didn't feel like it had like that good studio polish to it, which yeah. isn't necessarily a bad thing. There's plenty of albums I like that sound wrong, grimy, but I mean, like, they're still great. So yeah. I like the feeling of this one. It still feels clean, but it still feels like a little more independent, which is nice. Uh, my biggest concern is like the bass though. It was like really muffled throughout the entire song. And yeah. it happens quite a few tracks on this album too. So it's unfortunate that that didn't uh, pop out a little more. Um, I do agree. Um, I do like the egg shaker and like the auxiliary sounds because like there's not a lot that we review that sort of has, well, I guess the most recent one would have been the tea party because they do have a lot of sort of like odd instruments that they bring in. But every time I just hear an egg shaker, I'm like, they're stepping outside the box. They got something else. This is awesome. God, just breaking new ground. Right? Eggs. Right. And late, later on, there's a tambourine too. So I like, I enjoyed that. Edgy. <laughs> um, I, I would probably listen to this in passing. Um, I'm not really finding too much to latch on to, I guess, um, lyrically or musically. I honestly not, wasn't too sure what to expect. Um, I only kind of know Sloan from sort of the turn of the millennium stuff they've they released in the 2000s. Most people. Um, yes. <laughs> there's there's one song that I really like off their 2001 album. Anything before or after that, I haven't really listened to or sort of caught on to. So uh, aside from that, so far, it kind of sounds like a college band that wouldn't exist once they all graduated. But they got their songs on campus radio. And that's Not definitely like that. even if they were a college band, they went on to exist for another 30 plus years. Well, yeah, but it's just like the sound of it. I'm like, I this sounds very like open mic at the pub thing or like house party basement music. Yeah, like a, a jam band in your sophomore year. And then after that, you just kind of split ways. Jamie Quinn, yeah. Jody got married, should have known the <laughs> far. I'm just keeping in yes. the theme of Canadian music here, okay? That's a Brian Adams joke for people who don't know. Yeah. yeah. Who's Brian Adams? <laughs> Google it. 
Yeah, right. I think the uh, going into this, like, obviously, I haven't heard this album before, but I think my favorite Sloan song, like, I don't have a lot, but uh, it was definitely like Other Man. There's something about that it's song. It's the only I, one that I love. I I, I I do enjoy that song. Like, yeah. I don't hate the others, but obviously, yeah. you know, you have, you have your like your iPod commercial, whatever the hell music it is, and those ones get overplayed. But yeah. I mean, Other Man was just always like a really good right? song to have on. And when it was on like the Much Music Countdown, I'd be like, hey, I'm absolutely digging this. Yeah, I think it's a guitar tone in that song. It's so good. And just where they got to in the, what, seven years following this album, they probably made like huge strides. So it's interesting to see where they started and not only where they are now, but where they were in the middle. Yeah, and just, I mean, the overall production of that song, too, was, like, really kind of ear-catching to me. I listened to it this oh, yeah. past week after I finished listening to this album just to kind of catch up on it. I was like, hey, it's it holds yeah. up to me. I like it. Oh, yeah, 100%. I agree, for sure. But Pen Pals, on the other hand. No, no, I don't I don't want to make it sound like it's bad. Just by saying oh, that, yeah. like, no. I love this, but this one. <laughs> no, uh, but just kind of continuing on with the notes at the very least. Um I'm not huge on like the hook and chorus in this one. I do like the lead guitar in it, but nothing really stands out to like make it a very memorable chorus in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but like the guitar at, le- at the very least, you know, stands out, but it's not like not in your face or anything like that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a very fitting riff to the energy too, because nothing's like too intense on this album. It's again, very kind of like indie rock. I mean, slightly alt rock at points, but like it's kind of soft in a lot of spots too. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say though, there's probably not the most exciting opener uh for an album yeah like i i enjoyed it enough but at the same time just i wouldn't pick this one to start it i couldn't tell you which one i would have i actually have a better idea of the ender of this album yeah but i don't know good song just bad placement um i agree uh most of the time when i say that i tend to sort of offer an alternative but again i like you said i wouldn't know what to replace it with but it kind of feels like it was running off of a song before it but it's the album opener so it's kind of like did i miss something so that's that's how i felt and i don't have much more for that one slight spoiler alert that's exactly how i feel about the end of the album too <laughs> yeah um just before we move on to the next song i i really want to just the the last one i just wrote uh read about not being the most exciting album you can tell what kind of week i'm having not only did i not write the description for the sloan episode this week this is literally the last one i'm going to read it verbatim probably not the most exciting open to an album but that's it that's it i stopped at the word but there were words there (laughs) maybe in my mind there were like there's another sentence or two but but (laughs) that's hilarious Oh man, uh, Lisa, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm very very sorry that as unprofessional as we always are, this is the least professional episode I think I've ever done. Well, I'm just glad that uh, it wasn't me for once. Um, also, uh, we never said we were good at this. We never said we were professionals. Nobody has ever said we were good at this. So we're just we're just upholding our standards that were set from show number one. Which we've at least improved on greatly, in my opinion. This is true. So there's nowhere else to go. Well, but but up, I guess. Yeah, so I don't know. We're not good yeah. at this, but as long as people enjoy it regardless. like Yes. It, it, watching us be dumb can make you feel better about yourself. It's one of those <laughs> kind of situations. And you know what? I'm fine with that. Excellent. As long as I've, I can make someone else feel better. That's not you. Uh, yeah, well, I mean... We are the nostalgic millennials, and boy, do I hate my generation. <laughs> okay, Talking so, about my generation. It's song number two, I Hate My Generation. 
I'm just going, I'm just going to jump off of that. Um, one of my notes verbatim. So the members of Sloan were born in the, in the sixties and in their mid. Oh, okay. I can't, there is like no grammar in this sentence. Yes. It's you too. It's not just me. So, no, it's Sloan. It's not you too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the members of Sloan were born in the sixties and in their mid twenties, when this came out, I guess Gen X was just as whiny as every generation that has come after them. Isn't the sixties like that borderline of Gen X and boomers. So like, were they born like the late sixties? Yeah. Uh, okay, 67, then. 68, 69, because before I wrote that, I wanted to double check. Like they're, they're like the, uh, the elder gen X then. Yeah. Excellent. Good. So yep. they're not boomers. I could have just laughed my ass off about that. Yep. But I, I, I did notice, um, just listening to, I guess, young people complain about their generation when they were like, a generation before me, like, oh, so when they bitch about my generation, they're just internalizing it because they hate themselves. I understand now. I get it. It's not about me. It's about you. Well, Gen X was the most, like, one of the angstier generations at the very least. I mean, oh that's where God. punk came from. So, I mean, yeah. like, that kind of goes to show where they were standing. Jeez, Louise. Potentially still do. I don't know. When they've aged, they seem to become shittier people. That's right, Gen X. We're pe- picking on you. No one ever does. So it's about time somebody does. Oh, no, my parents belong to that. Please don't ground me. I'm sorry. I <laughs> Don't ground you. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. It's like you're, you're in your 30s. Like, go to your room. It's like, I, I am in my room. What do you think I'm recording from? <laughs> I, I, I would prefer that. Thank you. Yes, like jokes on you. Um, so with this song, again, song number two, I Hate My Generation, in case anyone missed yeah. that from our giant banter there. Um, the bass again, once is uh, once again, is like pretty muffled in this song, yeah. but it does it has like a thumpier groove to this track, especially yes. in the verses. So I do enjoy that. There, is, it kind of stood out a little more in that. Like you don't need the most sharpest tone bass, but at least have have it do something. The previous yes. one song didn't really have that. This one did. I like that. Um, one of my biggest issues with the song was like there was a very lack, big lack, or like just a non-existent portion of like a transition between chorus and bridge. It just kind of mm-hmm. happens, so like it doesn't really feel good because usually when you're transitioning to like you know verse chorus, obviously there's that either some sort of build up or there's something that happens in between. Same with yep. chorus and bridge because the bridge is like a whole different part of the song almost. But when it just kind of melds together, it doesn't feel that good. It's just like I don't know. It feels like something was inappropriately written, if that makes any sort of sense. Uh, I understand. Um, uh, there, well, I don't want to spoil anything coming up, but. When it goes from like chorus to bridge and it kind of like smoothly goes into it, I actually don't mind that too much. It's when it feels like the chorus like hits a wall and then the bridge starts from a wall and there's that weird sort of like hardness in between that I hate. Uh, Can't recall if I heard it in the song, didn't make note of it. So I guess that's good. Um, I found it was like an audible difference coming from the last track this one feels like oddly menacing, but I don't know if that's like minor chording or if it's just like, I don't know, it feels differently, which I isn't too bad. And I did make note of the bouncy bass. I did like that. It, it sounded more melodic. I like how you said, though, like it sounds more menacing and like a song called I Hate My Generation. Yeah, but it was like, I don't know, I, I, I can't really discern the minor major chords other than how it makes me feel and i know minor chords are supposed to make me feel uncomfortable 
Yeah, and like, I know they, they do. <laughs> like a little sad, maybe scary, depending on how they're used. Yeah. Like Mage are supposed to be like fun and uplifting. So Yeah, I mean, that was like not this one. No, yeah, no, that's fine. I, I, I did mention that um, this track felt like it had a little more energy to it yeah. as compared to the previous one. And so it was able to have more fun with it in that way. Doesn't necessarily have to be like bright, happy fun. But I mean, like there's different ways to have fun. Yeah. This one had it for me, though. I, I, I liked it a little more than the last one. So there's that. I like the jangly guitar tone. I always will. I love it. I love like the 60s guitar jangle pop, whatever. I like the whatever it is. I don't care. You want to play me the high E string for 10 hours straight. I'll take it, whatever. Um, and I find that that rating. <laughs> oh, <laughs> be straight. Just be um, the jangly guitar saved it for me. Uh, it kind of lost me maybe two-thirds into the song um how does, but the, just how does of, a song that's two minutes and 26 seconds lose you <laughs> savannah's adhd is showing uh it's never gone away um i'm also unmedicated um yeah no the jangly guitar definitely saved as it my shirt says it. health <laughs> as my face go. is probably going red excellent that's just the <laughs> wine talking <laughs> i wish um, but yeah, that's all I really have to say for that one, though, because again, two minutes and 26 seconds, right? So, I mean, like, there's not a yeah. whole lot to say. Uh, not bad. Uh, not the greatest song on the album, but so far we're on like an upward slope, I would say for the Not slope, but that's probably the one. Uh, we're on an upward trajectory. There's the word I'm looking for. Yes, upward until we hit the people in of the sky, in the sky, whatever, whatever it is. People of the sky. Next song. Yeah. Is uh, this is what we're doing? Is this not what we're doing? <laughs> if that's what you really want to transition with, as if I thought mine were bad. Song number three, People of the Sky. Although I, I kept calling this one People of the Sun because it's a Rage Against the Machine song, and I like that song. Oh. So I keep I, I kept messing up the title, but yes, it is indeed People of the Sky. Yep. Um, Good review. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think these songs so far sound the same per se, but they gave me they give me the same philosophical and misunderstood musician vibes, which definitely goes with the whole I carry around a guitar on campus and I go to every open mic. I it's just definitely the vibe this whole album is giving me some songs more than others. Um, but the uh, the sort of fuzzy analog sound of the intro sounds good. And I like that a lot because then it really cleared up and then the song progressed. Um, I always find that interesting and appealing. I will say like you mentioned, like the whole college band feel type thing and like that. Yeah. I will say this is probably the more like, full sounding production on the album so far. Like, I don't know, something about it just filled up my headphones a lot more and there was just like a lot yeah. more to take in. I don't think they were necessarily adding more instruments. They just kind of did more of the mix all, all over. So that I actually really did. I like that. Yeah. And like, I really like how rich the guitars feel in the song because of probably just the layering of guitars itself. So that was really cool. Uh, again, I, as I said, upward trajectory, I think that's exactly what's happening here because I do like the song as well. Mm -hmm. um, my biggest issue, though, is the vocals in the song because I felt like they were quite all over the track. Um, yeah. It's an unfortunate, too, because like they're in this like lethargic style that I actually kind of like when it comes to like certain styles like this. But I don't know, just something about the vocals felt just slightly undermixed, like... Usually the vocals are supposed to pop even a little bit over the instrumentals, but it felt like pretty even. Mm -hmm. So 
I don't know. It was, it was really hard to take anything away from that. But um, at the very least, too, uh, when it comes to vocals, things I don't usually like in songs, when bands do the whole ba-ba thing, but they did it in this I one. love that! Well, I was going to say, I don't <laughs> mind it in this one. It was fine. It made it a little more uh, catchy, considering the actual course itself yeah. wasn't too catchy. So it gave it something. Yeah. It gave it some flavor. Good. They used yes. it properly, and I will acknowledge when they do, and they did. I I agree. I definitely agree. I I wrote, I admittedly enjoy the ba-ba-ba vocal embellishments a lot. There, There is a song later on where they do it, and I, I, out of the two, I like this one the most. I didn't, I don't think I mentioned the other ones, so it must have not been as important to me. Exactly. Considering, again, I'm not huge on those types of uh, songs and everything like that. Eh. It's like skipping in the sun through a field. That kind of music, I love it. I was going to say, it was a, it's a very 90s thing to do that. <laughs> It's like the na-na's and the la-la's, but now you got ba-ba's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going right through the alphabet. Very creative. There, there's your there's your Gen Z term of the day, because I know that Zaza is a thing now. I'm not exactly certain what that is, but it's like you got the Zaza or something like that. This is the third episode in a row we've talked about fucking Gen X yeah, or Gen I, Z. I don't know what that means. Um, I I know like Zsa Zsa Gabor. I, I know who she is. I don't know. She's either a, a perfume or a designer or something, but I feel like she writes her name with a Z as well. But uh, I have no idea what any of these words that you're saying mean. Neither do I. I just, I've heard them on TikTok. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm one of the older uh, ancients on TikTok, apparently. The, the ones who are only there just to watch people playing um, things of wood, like two by fours. Yeah, and then I try to make awkward TikToks for the record, and sometimes they catch on. I don't know. I'm trying. <laughs> so the last note I have for this song, uh, again, a lot of uh, songs on this album are pretty short anyways, like pretty typical length, if not a little shorter. Yeah. Um, the snare on this track in particular, I, I noticed the snare sounds different on quite a few tracks in this one, so they, they're changing it up. I don't know what they're doing with it, but mm-hmm. I like it on this one. It's really, really tight, really punchy, and it's a great accent throughout the entire song, so it definitely caught my attention, made it a little more fun for me, a little more bouncy, so hey, it's got that going for it. Cool. Uh, I don't have much other than I did notice that the vocals sound much more clear in this song. I think just the enunciations. Um, I know that Sloan has more than one vocalist. I think all of them sing at some point. I don't know if that started later in their career or if it started earlier because Wikipedia doesn't have a personnel tab and neither of us on the album to check. So I assume this is a different vocalist, but I can't confirm. It probably is, and yeah, neither of us own any Sloan albums. So, Not even I mean, one. Hey, Lisa, do do us a favor and let us know which one is which, because I don't even know their name. I, I remember their names because I said them earlier, but I don't yep. know who did what. Oh, that I know. I know who plays what. I know that, at least. See, if I was prepared, I would have known that. <laughs> well, you're not. All right, so song number four, Coax Me. I'm pretty sure I've heard this song. I just definitely wouldn't remember how it sounds offhand. Um, so far, what is this? The fourth song? It sure so is. far, this is the one that I like the most. I do see why it's a single. Um, I, 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 I know that I have a hard time describing things. So, I mean, bear with me. Um, I don't know how else to describe how these songs sound but it's like they sound low as if they're muffled or turned down or just like not very bright. 
Like, I don't know what would have if that was a creative choice, if it's just like analog recording in 93, 94 or what. But it all sounds very like, I don't know, low and I don't know. Maybe I should have listened to the remastered version. <laughs> well, it could just be the mix itself, too. Yeah. Like, that's just because, I mean, you, that's where you come in. I mean, I guess in a way. Um, because, yeah, every producer kind of has their own ear for things. There's no one right way of producing. Like, you, you can listen to a number of albums, and they'll all, yes, there was a slight burp in there. I'm I'm drinking beer. What do you expect? It's like every funny. week. It's the same fucking thing. Um, yeah, every every producer kind of has their own touch. You'll notice like you can listen to one album after the other from like different bands, and they can tonally just super different. Yeah. Like I've I've had like the Spotify shock several times of just like shuffling random songs, and then that that happens. Yeah. I think we were pretty crazy. So like yeah, maybe they just like the lower, almost mufflier, bassy kind of tone of things. I guess that's the way it is. Uh, like my, my next note was just perhaps it's the use of stereo output where there are single guitars on each side because there's two guitarists. So I assume one and one, one in the left, one in the right. So maybe it doesn't sound as full as I would have expected or that I've listened to before. So I don't know. I, I noticed that and I, it kind of felt a little strange, I guess. Um, but I do like the vocals in this one uh it uh i still don't know what most of the lyrics are don't do lyrical breakdown or anything like that but the sort of muffly non-discerning lyrics kind of reminds me of another artist we did in the past and i'm no longer naming could it possibly be no robert zimmerman no no Okay, because when you don't no, name is, them, sometimes I'm wondering. No, no, it is it is not. It definitely is not. Interesting how we have an artist that's not Bob Dylan that you won't name anymore. Yeah, of course. Um, so you you finish your finish your points and get off the the whole topic I'm talking about. Now I'm wondering. <laughs> um, yeah, there were things I, I liked about the song. Uh, first off, the first thing I usually point out when I hear them and enjoy them, uh, good use of the tom drums on this track. Uh, mm -hmm. I always I always like it because it's a, just like a different way of like progressing a track over like just the hi-hat, snare, kick drum, whatever. So that's yeah. nice. I like it. Gives a different progression to the track. Um, I do like the higher melodic guitars as well. Great clean tone. I like the riff that it's playing too. Very pretty. And so just enjoy that all around. Um, the harmonies between the vocals and the instruments around them, like the middle of the song sounds really good too. Like that was probably like a standout moment for me because I just like the way that, again, they harmonize with each other. Really nice. Not too, uh, fond of the falsettos though. Uh, yes. Thank you. Yeah. The, yeah. I agree. If you're going to do falsettos, like first off, have a reason for doing them. And second off, make sure you're halfway decent at doing them. Yep. Uh, at least the harmonies brought it back for me because, like, yeah, when those false head was hit, it was like, eh, I don't know, man. And it's not like it was quick either. Like, it took a little time to kind of get itself through. Uh, yeah, my last point was just the bridge was different, and I like that, but the falsetto vocals on it were just all right. More or so. less. Well, it sounds like you like them just marginally more than me, then. <laughs> um, I feel like having vocals over the bridge would have sounded good. Um, if that's what they decided to put there, okay, whatever. Um, I don't know if I would have liked it as much if they're if they weren't there, but the ha highness of them, it didn't appeal to me too much. 
It's the highness, you say. The highness, the heinies. What a yes. description. Yes, I told you I'm terrible at this job. I've proven how bad I am at the job today. Ah, that's fine. It's not a competition. We had 63 episodes of you telling me how shitty I am. So. Yeah, but it could have been 64, but I blew it. Yeah, you On did. On the nostalgia episode, apparently. Yeah, did. Um, yeah, this is just a pretty straightforward indie rock track all around, though. It's yeah. it's not so bad. I do like the minor progression, like, most of the way through this track. Uh, again, I tend to gravitate towards things like that, so that's cool. But then just, like, the random minor chord at the very end of the song didn't sit well with me. It Like, it changed the mood of the song in an instance without doing too much more to kind of emphasize that or, like, I don't know. It just felt like the wrong way to end of the song, so I wasn't really fond of it um i didn't notice so it's like the very last chord in the song oh. that's ringing out i got that and i was like oh man you blew it like an otherwise good song this could have been a okay. 10 out of 10 but it wasn't oh no no 9.9 9. i was gonna say this this wouldn't have been 10 out of 10 regardless but the idea was just like it probably would have been like even 0.5 higher spoiler just, alert spoiler alert i didn't say what the score was spoiler alert it's not a 10 there you go that's the only thing i've spoiled here uh, spoiler alert, there's no 10 on this album, but there are some pretty high-scoring songs, though. I will say that much. Uh, oh, no. My pearls, they have been clutched. Yeah, whatever. And Le- um, Lisa has rescinded her subscription to the podcast. That's okay. Um, I'm I'm going to go ahead and... That's uh, okay. Sw- no, come on. Spoiler. Spoiler. Um, I know Lisa personally. And uh, if anything... She favorites. She... <laughs> She, she would probably still support what I do from afar. She probably will never talk to me again. So Yeah, as long as you can take the bullet from me, then uh, we're fine. I, I will. I'll I talk definitely all the will. shit on this album, and then you have to take the brunt of it. I, I definitely will. I am not above groveling, so it's okay. Well, at, least, at the very least, you know the person. Yes, this is yeah, true. Yeah, imagine that. We're allowed to have people we know request albums. I'm like, that's the point of having a public show. Yeah, hell yeah. They're like, play this song. And I'm like, we'll fill out the form. And then the ones that do fill out the form, I'm like, you actually, you actually did it? You, you care? care? <laughs> right? I'm like, awesome. I love that. And then there are other people who just like, I want to do this album. Great. Fill out the form. They never do. So it's like, well, I've already forgotten which one they've requested. Yeah. I'm like, it's not how. There's like one that happened like way, way early last year that they wanted to hear. And I'm just like, I don't even remember which platform they asked for that on. Yeah, it was like in like, DMs too, so it's not even like public comments. Yeah, <laughs> but regardless, uh, we can I guess move on to the next song and song number yes. five, "Bells On." Bells on, bells off. No, it's just bells on. Um, so this song starts with some distant vehicle horns, and it's apparent that they're outside or like the windows open, whatever. The first line of the song is quote, "While I'm at this funeral." I wonder how it would be if they're having a service outside and all they hear is honking and drivers yelling profanities to one another while this funeral is trying to continue. Ah, funeral in New York. Okay. Gotcha. That's, well, that that's all I'm imagining. Cause all I hear is like honking and I'm like, so did someone leave the window open or are we doing this outside? Hey, this city's for the living. You fucking dumb. <laughs> they're like, here we lie. William. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god just the imagery is hilarious uh i did actually like yelling the at the mourners because it's just like hey, you oh can't god. be in there like socializing in there get out of there you pricks oh my god you got some karens there just 
Oh my god! I'm gonna call the cops on all of you. (laughs) This is public property. Oh my god! I did like the music. Actually, talking about the song, I did like the music. I enjoyed how it started slowly, and like I was preparing for like a slow dance song, you know, kind of bring it down from what we've been listening to. But then it like kicked in for I don't know if it's a pre-chorus and the chorus or whatever. But I was pleasantly satisfied because I would have wanted that, but I settled for less. And then I got what I wanted, and I like that. Look, you're compromising working out for you. Right, exactly, for once. I, I think this song is, like, quite perfectly suited for the 90s. There's far too much in the song that sounded like a Staples 90s track, like a Staples <laughs> 90s track. Yeah. So uh, uh, that works for it, I guess. Uh, so that's that's pretty cool. Although, like, I like 90s music, but you're obviously much more into it than I am, for example. Yes, yes. Most of it. Not all, but definitely most of it. Oh yeah, there's there's some there's some shit in the mix somewhere, right? Um, another note on the bass guitar, as I've been doing before, like uh, it kind of gets playful in this track, while most of the other other instruments kind of remain quiet. Like there are certain points where the bass is kind of doing like a little more, but not like completely standing out. But mm-hmm. you can hear it doing a like going a little extra, and I actually kind of like that. It made it a little more fun to listen to. It's nice having that kind of like stand out even just a little bit. Um, considering that, I mean controversial opinion or not the bass doesn't seem too important so far in this album mm-hmm. like there there hasn't been much in the way of giving it too many compliments or anything like that i've had to like invent compliments just to say something about <laughs> it yeah well I'm, that's their choice i guess if that's the way they want to write like that's up to them um I do like the pickup to the chorus as well. I thought that was like super well done. Uh, yeah. It gets the perfect amount of volume to kind of like switch to considering that like the, um, the verses were a little quieter. So I really do yeah. like that. But my biggest issue is I- I'm very back and forth on this song. Like I really like it, but then sometimes I don't. Okay. Like, I've, I've heard, I listened to this album three and a half times. I didn't get through the entire time the last time I tried to, yeah. uh, cause of just things happening. So every time I came back to the song, I was like, Oh, this is kind of good. And by the time I get to the end, I'm like, ah, oh, not so much. And then the other way around the next time I listen to it, it's like, I don't know. I'm conflicted. It's not a bad song by any stretch, but like, I can't decide how I feel. So I guess my score is going to ultimately determine that when we get to it. Um, what is it that kind of makes you a little unsure? Is it like, uh, how it's written? Is it the music and instruments itself? Is it any of the discernible lyrics? Uh, the lyrics can be kind of weird, but that wouldn't have denoted the score at all. Yeah. Uh, I honestly can't put my finger on what I don't like, but it's just one of those things I'm like, as I'm experiencing it, I'm feeling things like not necessarily heavy emotion or anything, but just like experiencing the track. But then sometimes just like, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not so good. Like this is this song was like the big teeter totter like for me of like do I like it yeah. or not I don't know. Um, I do have a couple notes on the lyrics. Uh, again, no lyrical breakdown. Not talking about what the song is about, but I don't relate to them, and I think that's like a wild thing. The way we think about music is largely dependent on the personal connection that we can make with it. I did enjoy that the song left more angry than it came in, but it still feels lovelorn and a little love struck where I'm listening to it. I'm like, okay, this is a song. This is how he feels. But if I don't feel the same way, I feel like I'm so far away from it. And I'm just peering in that I'm not really experiencing what the song has to offer. You know what I mean? 
And I really felt that with this one. Because, like, I can hear all the lyrics. I I know. Oh, my God. I know what that's about. I thought I was going to knock my mic on my computer. Stop. Well, I I know. But, like, it's, I guess that's really it. It's just I didn't feel any passion, any connection with it. And I don't want to say that my score uh, represents that. But it is kind of hard to want to listen it's like listening to a song of somebody like talking about all their mansions and their cars and everything and it's like i can't relate to that so it's like why why you know so it's not a bad song but it was just something that i was thinking while i was listening to it i won't break down the lyrics either but like at least too much but from what i can discern from them at least what i picked up because i didn't look it up at all and i was just kind of going as i was listening it kind of sounded like it was about um like love from afar like this this person mm-hmm. doesn't even it's kind of like the that fucking song hey there delilah and it turns out the guy like was just thinking about a girl he saw on a subway but she has no idea who the fuck he is so it's kind of like a weird thing i didn't know that yeah so like it's not as romantic as you might seem it's just some guy who just like yeah. had this whole head canon of romance so that's what this one kind of reminded me of where it's just like you're kind of you, you you like look across the park oh there's a beautiful girl oh in, in my here in my head here's our whole lives together and when yeah. like when i die she's gonna lay on my grave in a silver dress and bells on and wait for me type thing meanwhile yeah. like no, she's like walking her dog and she's probably gonna go meet her boyfriend in 20 minutes so i mean like, yeah she's louise that's that's kind of what i picked up but again i could be wrong i didn't read the lyrics i didn't analyze them at all that's just kind of like my yeah. initial reaction yeah that that's the toting an acoustic guitar through campus those are the songs you're gonna write and listen i've had plenty of crushes in my life but like i've never created a headcanon of how i could potentially be with that person in the whole life with them like i i don't want to say that's wrong but it just seems strange to me i have i've done it i have a very overactive imagination so i used to do that when i was younger is that not torturous though uh, it is, but then one day you hear them eating and then you're like, it, like that whole image just cracks and it goes away. And you're just like, I would never be able to sit in a room with you while you ate. I hate you now. And it's done. It's over. It's it. that, All you have to a, do. That's you then. Cause that eating is, thing doesn't oh yeah. bother me. Oh yeah. No, listen to somebody eat cereal and then breathe through their nose. Sounds like you're eating a pig at a, tr- or sounds like a pig eating at a trough. And it, it, you can't even look at that person anymore. You're like, get away from me. See, my deal breaker is if you have a whole list of beer in front of you and you choose Coors Light. <laughs> but that's what I'm familiar with. That's what have I a, like. If you drank boomer ass Molson Export, I'd be more proud of you. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so Miller then. So when I go to family functions MGD's and all garbage, they have. But I appreciate that more. Okay, good. Because that's, that's what I'll drink. So I'm not a, uh. I'm not an inconvenience with them going to buy something else. I'm like, eh, whatever, I'll oh, drink inconvenient. it. I'm the celiac who had to bring gluten-free beer to my friend's <laughs> wedding. Like, I literally had to supply yeah. it myself and put it in the fridge because they had nothing else and I didn't want to drink whiskey all night. Yeah, you should have drank whiskey all night. Uh, every time I do that, I regret it sorely. Yeah, yeah, four drinks and that's it. You won't remember that's the rest of the night. That's literally me three weeks ago and I was, I was like, <laughs> I don't even drink like that anymore. Just that one night I did and oops. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, it really loosens my stomach. Song number six, Loosens. You know what? That made all of that so worth it. I certainly hope so, because I, I didn't even think about that. I just suddenly looked at the title. I'm like, quick, that works. That works. Perfect. Um, I did like the vocal harmonies. Um, 
I really enjoy sort of having that dual voice. I don't I don't imagine that it's layered because there are so many voices in the band itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did feel like this was five and a half minutes of the same 60 seconds. Uh, I mean, I want to know what you think. I, I'm just, it's I'm, better I'm just, than that. I was going to say, I'm just trying to think of whether or not, like, I completely agree with that note. I don't necessarily disagree with it. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'll kind of point out the smaller things, I guess, because that's, we need to contrast somehow. Um, yes. I'm going to bring back that snare tone again, because, again, there's many snare tones in the album. The third song was, I think it was the third song, had great snare tone. This one does, too. Really fits this style song. I really do, do like it. Grabs my attention without distracting me too much. So there's something I appreciate almost immediately off the top. So yes, you got me so far. Um, I do love the mixing of piano and guitar. Uh, I I think it sounded really nice. Uh, just wish the volumes were a little more equal because the guitar seems a little more forward than the piano. And they're mm-hmm. since they're both kind of not not necessarily mimicking each other, but they're still kind of like on the same playing field more or less. Yeah. In a way of speaking, they sound really nice. I just wish they matched each other in volume because it could have like made a really cool like I don't know the word I'm looking for dissonance maybe. Between the answers, that could be completely wrong. I have no idea. Yep. My brain, not here today. Hello, me not think good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the vocal uh, tone is really good in this one as well. Yep. Um, it's funny because when I hear songs like this, especially with this type of vocal tone, not necessarily that this was a prototype for certain things, but this sounds like it would be a prototype song for like late 90s, early 2000s emo. Like I'm talking like uh like bright eyes i think the get up kids is dashboard confessional that too i didn't really like listen that. to them though but yeah me neither i always lump them all together and sunny the day real estate <laughs> throwing them in there yeah well you know the era i'm talking before like emo got yeah. like to like my chemical romance style like it's still when it was like sad like almost acoustic yeah. indie rock type thing well, just jumping off that, one of my notes is it sounds very sleepy. And if I wasn't sad before I heard the song, I am now. So definitely on the right track with that. Hell yeah. Go listen to Bright Eyes. Get even more sad. <laughs> Never heard them before. And uh, I think Modest Mouse as well is another sad one. I can't really, I, I don't remember. I, I can think of a million band names, but sometimes I can't like place the face to the name type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I didn't really notice the length of the song about until about four minutes in. Like the song is five minutes and 27 seconds. So it's one of the longer song, second longest song in the track or album, yeah. I should say. Um, it, it's a pretty good sounding song. I like it, uh, but just, just definitely a little too long. If they made this like a four to four and a half minute track. Perfect. Fine. Uh, the extra minute was, wasn't really needed, but who am I to say that? Uh, at about three and a half minutes in, uh, sort of a bright, jangly guitar comes in, and I really liked it. I found that it saved it for me because if it wasn't brought in when it was, I think I would have checked out of the song much earlier. Um, it definitely sounds like this the end of side A, sort of a come down from what I assume they assume were rock songs, where it's like, oh, we're going to put something slow after all these heavy ones, where there was really only one or two, maybe, and the rest of them were all just kind of, you know, easily digestible alt rock songs. Um, but, uh, but yeah, really enjoyed the piano. I'm pretty sure this is the first track that the piano is featured on so far. Um, so having that come in, that was nice because it wasn't overdone and repetitive and we're already halfway through the album. So no matter how much piano there is going forward, it's still not going to be tired and overdone because they waited so long to introduce it uh, so far. So I like that. 
Yeah, and it's interesting what they can do with five and a half minute song too. I know I called it a little too long. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like again, for the most part, I didn't even notice for the vast majority of the track. So yeah, they got something going enough. on good going on so far on this album. I will say, like I. <laughs> Kind of like you, I was in the bias of like only knowing what we know now or before listening to this album, what we knew of Sloan and just yeah. like being the hits and everything like that. So that's kind of like what we were anticipating, I'm guessing. Yeah. So I didn't know what their earlier stuff would sound like. So I don't know. I like the album so far. And then just like because a lot of the tracks are shorter when you get into the longer ones, like they try to like push the boundaries a little more, I guess. Yeah. There is a, a seven minute song coming up, uh, uh, which. Yep. I don't necessarily dislike, but we'll get to that when we get there because we're still going to move on here. Yes. Uh, so I guess we could just move on to track number seven now. Worried now. Oh, okay. So when I listen to these albums, um, sort of a, a peek behind my personal life, um, I work midnights. So I work through the night. I'm allowed to listen to music through my phone, and that's how I listen to most of these albums while I'm working. So... A couple days last week, I was listening to it, and this song, every time I listened to it, was the one that stuck out the most. So I'm listening to it, and I'm like, oh, I like this chorus. And I'm every time I check, it's the same song, clearly. But I found that that was a good indication that side B might be full of bangers. And with this song, it was not a... Um, I was... I can't even, I'm too excited. My words are just bleh in my mouth. Point is, definitely not wrong. I like this song. Um, I can definitely get behind this. I love the guitar tone. I don't know if it's the chords or what it is, but it really appeals to me. Kind of like their song, The Other Man. It just has like a, I don't know. It's like a jangly sort of bright Jangly again. Like it's I, I don't know how else to describe it other than it's like like I don't know. I can't describe the sound. I can describe a handful of songs that I know when I listen to them, I lump them all together because of that sound, which I'm assuming is chords with a specific like pedal or tone or whatever. But down for it, super down for it. I'm upset that it's only two minutes, 40 seconds, but I'm actually kind of glad because I don't feel bad playing it over and over again. But on that note too, um, like there are songs we've done in the past on different albums yeah. where I'll, I'll mention like, you know, I really like this song, but if it was any longer, I think it would have ruined it. Yeah. So do you think that this would have potential? Like if this was like three and a half minutes, do you, th do, you, do you think you'd feel the same way if it was three and a half minutes? I think because of the tempo, I think maybe adding one or two more choruses in might end up sounding a little tired. So little maybe repetitive. running, yeah, like maybe running through it for about three minutes probably would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah, because like if you're running with a good idea, you don't want to overkill it. And as, yeah. as, so we've heard the, a couple overkills at the very least of what you could do is just like as you said like just play the song over again play it to yeah. your heart's content so the idea is already out and you can just listen to that idea as often as you want rather than have it stretched yeah. out for you i, I think there's, there, there, there's better uh it's better feeling of freedom when you control the narrative in that situation i can i can see that i understand that um, so as for me, when it comes to the song, I thought this was a good time to pick the energy back up considering the last few songs were like a yes. little quieter. So it's, it's nice. Now that I expected the rest of the album to be like quieter and slower, you just never knew when it was going to come back. Thankfully it didn't yeah. wait too long. So it's nice. Um, 
this far into the album, I, I realize there's something about the tone of everything in the production. Like maybe mm-hmm. it's the vocals, the instrumentals that just feel really comfortable and nostalgic for me, which is funny considering not only do I not really have nostalgic feelings for Sloan other than other man, uh, but like I haven't heard this one before. So the fact that it makes me feel nostalgic is weird. And as I said, it probably yeah. comes through the tone of the vocals and the instrumentals and everything like that. But saying that, like knowing how many like 90s albums we've done on the show, for example, like it feels weird to say that considering like nothing's made me feel that way so far. Some Somehow, I'm not certain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe this track feels nostalgic for me because, like, this exact sound I know was, like, used in tons of media throughout, like, the late 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. So maybe that's my connection to it, I guess. Yep. Because uh, like, I was still young experiencing it for the first time around that. Like, you know, you want to talk late 90s, early 2000s, that's anywhere between, like, you know, 8 and 13 years old. So what an impressionable yeah. time. So this this song, uh, just jumping off the nostalgia, um, I thought I had heard this song before, and I know that I haven't. I've never listened to this album before, but it I, it sounds so familiar. And there is another song, um, FNT by Semisonic. I heard that song in a movie, and I was like, this sound, it, it gives me the same feelings. Like, the first time I had heard it, it was like, this this sounds like I've listened to this every day this week, but I haven't. And it's it's wild that songs can do that. I don't like you said. I don't know if it's sort of uh, the the production or just a product of its time. But this this one out of this album specifically definitely gave that. I've heard this before somewhere somehow, and I thought it sound. I thought that it sounded like it could be used for like a TV theme, like Degrassi or something. Like it just, it, it's just so perfect for that or to be put in like a, I don't know, coming of age movie in 1998. Perfect timing. Uh, just going back for a second, then when he said like, uh, it's either like a product of its time or it's the production yeah. itself. I think it's both. I think it's a mix yeah. of both because obviously the production is good enough that it's like worth noting. And then like, it's a product of its time because it definitely sounds nineties. And because again, we were at a very impressionable age, still like growing, experiencing things because again, you and I are like practically in the same age range. So like, Oh yeah. Well, like we were like around the same age like newly discovering these kinds of things. So when we heard this on soundtracks of shows or movies, it's a lot easier for those songs to stick in your head. Like I like blink One Eighty Two a lot because of some of the songs I heard in soundtracks rather than just mm-hmm. what I heard on albums. Oh no. So those movies were coming of age to us. Oh, Oh, we're so old. <laughs> yeah. This is what the breakfast club <laughs> felt like to Gen Xers in the eighties. <laughs> And oh I can God. watch Breakfast Club now and be like, I mean, it's it's fine, but I mean, I don't have the same feelings as you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that connection. Oh, I Whereas, see like, that. if you talk to me, although uh, I can't really say that because I was going to say The Rescuers, like, but that's a 1970s movie, but I grew up watching that one as a kid and it's like my favorite movie for a long time. Yeah. Uh, something of its time. Uh, I don't want to sit here and think about that because we shouldn't be talking about that. Anyways. Yeah. This is a whole separate podcast we got to do. Yeah. There you go, Kofi people. What do you want to hear? Because we know where you're listening right now. Uh, yep. But you probably want to hear us talk more about the song. That's fine, too, because we could do that. Uh, so we're still talking about song number seven. I only have a couple more notes. It's, a, it's another, again, short song, two minutes and 40 mm-hmm. seconds. So there's not a whole lot to say, although I have four notes, including that one long one I had. I, um, I thought the energy of the drums in the song was like everything 
going forward with this i think it really helped make the song not that the song was bad but like the drums were just like perfect for it i think it was just a great choice mm-hmm. and like the last thing that kind of like really ended it well for me quite literally ended it well for me was the chord at the very end i thought was so nice as compared to the other song where i was like oh that they used a major chord it was kind of a weird ending yeah this one was perfect it's not quite resolved but god damn did it sound good i don't know what those chords are called but it's really nice hell yeah um my last note is there's not much about the song I don't like, to be honest. Well, then that we're on the it. same boat. Then. <laughs> At the very least, we're on the same boat. Yeah. So we will move on now. Song number eight, Shame, Shame. So this song encapsulates what I think of when I think of the band and what they'd release over the following years. I feel like this is definitely out of all of, well, I don't say all, out of all of them, but it did stand out to me as uh maybe what they the ball they would grab to keep going in the years and the albums to come um i do like that the main riff of the song is the bass and drums with some plucking guitars in the back guitar comes in and out but it's primarily sort of that quiet low end and i appreciated that uh, I agree with the bass too because, like, I once again made a comment about the bass line. It's like super simple enough, but like it's really noticeable throughout the verses. So I think that's like the, one of the more standout portions of it. So I like that. Mm-hmm. And I also like how mysteriously this song feels like it builds a little bit. It's probably the wrong word to use, but that's the one I wrote anyways. Because. <laughs> Like, you never know, like, when the pickup will actually, like, kind of kick in. Yeah. Uh, like, there's, like, a few kind of false starts along the way, too. So, like, I thought that was pretty interesting. But I like when it does that because it's still early in the song. So it, it, it's allowed to play with you a little bit like that. You're like, oh, I thought that was going to be the big banging moment there. But, like, it wasn't. But that's yeah. okay because we're only, like, a minute into the song. If we were, like, three and a half minutes in, then I'd be like, oh, I mean, the song's three minutes long, but you get what I mean. If it was two yeah. and a half minutes, I'd be like, the fuck? Like, too late for surprises. Uh, I really like the vocal melody too, and like the uh, guitar overdrive in this track. Both like again, just like great standout things on top yeah. of that bassline that I already mentioned. Everything is just really well suited to the atmosphere of this song. Like they wrote this one pretty well, like pretty intelligently. Uh, like not intelligent, like in the style of like prog rock, but just like they knew what they were doing, they knew what they were going yeah. after, and they did yeah. it all within it's like three purposely minutes. Purposely so. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I don't know, uh, just. They they approached this one a little differently, and I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. I actually don't have much uh, that either you didn't say or that I wrote down. Um, but so far, side B is definitely superior to side A. I know we're only two songs in, but I feel like that is a uh, that's a hill I'd like to yell from. So, but not to die on. That's the importance. Not, oh, not to die on. Hell no. No, you, you got to go die on your uh, Kevin Gilbert Hill or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I will totally t- change my opinion on this one. But, uh, yep. That's all. Um, the only other note I have is, like, there's a portion uh, around that appears around, like, around the middle and end that I'm not certain if, like, it's, it's a chorus or a bridge because, like, I don't know. There's two different portions that could sound like either or. Mm-hmm. But regardless, whatever it was had great harmonies in it. I really liked it and just uh, a lot to enjoy out of it. So, like, I don't know, probably one of the better songs on the album for sure. I agree. I want to say exactly where I put it, but I will say I had <laughs> I had a pretty good time with this one. Number four. That's where you put it. Number four. Looking what I did put at number four. Hmm. Okay. I, I, I was going to make a comment that I really I can't make a comment on that because that's uh-huh. kind of the point of waiting. Fading you. Ha <laughs> ha. Apparently so. So I guess instead of doing that, we'll just go on song number nine, Deeper Than Beauty. 
Sure then. Beauty. Now, I don't know if it's my small lady ears or what, but I found that the drums were mixed far too loud and it would have been nice to hear the guitar a little better. Uh, I think it's the constant goddamn hi-hat through the whole fucking song. Uh, Could have been like I would have liked it with a little less of that. Could it also be that there was like no bass in this song at all? Quite quite possibly. One guitar, one layer of vocal, one drum. Uh, and this song is two minutes and 41 seconds. If this was like a minute kind of interlude, I think I would have been yeah. fine with it. But this was like a whole two minute and 41 second song. And like my very first note, I spent the entire track waiting for a build up to the bass. It never came. What a blue balls type of moment. Mm-hmm. You're being oh, yeah. edged and there's like literally no climax. Like what what is happening in this song? I like didn't even notice there wasn't any bass. I was so hyper fixated on that fucking hi-hat and I'm just like usually hyper fixated on bass. Oh my God. I know. Well, when it's there, but it's like, I, all I could hear was an open hi-hat all the time. And I'm like, please stop doing that. Um, like, I I don't know. I swear to God that I heard that hi-hat get louder or the drums get louder before the uh, vocals came in. But if I pretend that, like they're how I want them to be where it's just not that the song is pretty decent. Like minus that Uh, I found that the um, I don't remember now what song had the ba ba buzz in it. That worked nicely. The end song two, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Well now we're at song, what song eight, nine, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, The end la 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 didn't add much to the song. It felt more like a filler and that they just didn't have any more lyrics. And that was it. Then the song ended and it was um, dissatisfying, but it was a short song. It was straightforward. And that was that. My only other note is falsetto still doesn't sound too good. That's it. (laughs) That's (laughs) all I wanted to end on with that one because that's all I felt it deserved at that point. Yeah, this one definitely did. I mean, I did just say that side B is getting better. They all can't be hits. And uh, this one was not my favorite, uh, as you can tell. It's rare to get an album where you can have such consistency on one side or another. Yeah. It's extremely rare to have an entire album that's super consistent. But like, (laughs) usually you kind of chop it in half and one half is far better than the other. But you're still going to have some like, I don't want to say stinkers, but... Ones that aren't as popular. Let's just say that much be nice about it. Yeah. Or ones that are like really good. And the other ones are kind of like, yeah, this is okay. So I guess there's always those outliers. Yeah. And then parentheses, insert joke about snowsuit sound here. Close parentheses. Song number 10, snowsuit sound. What is a snowsuit sound? Because I always thought it was walking in snow pants. I assume it's the zipper. Oh. Like, because I think of a snowsuit. I, th- I like I used to have one as a kid. It's like literally the the whole pants like top oh, bottom never... combination, and like yeah. it starts like right at the bottom of the crotch and like the long zipper up. And because of the material, it, c- it creates like this yeah. hollow sound. That's my idea of the snowsuit sound. Mm. But I could be wrong. Maybe they have a whole different interpretation of it. Mine is when you're wearing it and you're walking and your pant legs oh, are they like <laughs> yeah they chafe together. Together, yeah. Yeah, so. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Just like yeah. li- literally any movement in a snowsuit. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> we're not even talking about the song yet, but I saw the title and I was like, okay, this this needs to be a discussion now. Because I'm pretty yeah. sure the vast majority of people who see that can relate to it in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> We've all worn a snowsuit at some point in our lives. It, 
unless you're listening in Florida and you are not missing anything, I wish I was there right now. Fuck you, Florida. I don't mean that. I have an aunt that lives there. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Snowsuit. Snowsuit's on song number 10. Um, God, I, apparently, I just love... This, despite the fact that it's not very important on album, I sure do love the bass because my first note is the bass immediately stands out uh, much more in the mix on this one. So it was worth pointing out. I like that like light buzzy tone that it has. So it felt different. And I guess that's what made it stand out too. Um, I thought that the drums were a little more dynamic here than I've noticed in any other track so far. I don't know if there's just more noticeable fills or just fills in general, but I liked it. That was awesome and definitely grabbed my attention. And, um, yeah, didn't have a note about the bass. So clearly this is not a, uh, Savannah loves the bass record. Oh no, it's not. So that's why I'm surprised I'm even talking about it, but there's hand clapping and I was down for that. Uh, I mean, it could have, the, uh, the clapping definitely could have, um, ended sooner, but it sounded good at the beginning. I was down for that. Kind of like what uh, th- this is like a rule reversal because usually I'll point out something you're like I didn't notice it. Well, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice the hand clapping all that much. Really? I didn't notice- well, it's not that Ooh. I didn't notice it, but like I didn't pay attention enough to make yeah. note. Like if it if it was there for the whole song, I probably wouldn't have noticed. Interesting because I'd, like, I'd hear it and just note it and be like, there it is. Yeah, it was more more of a I, I can't even replicate the uh, the rhythm, but uh, it, it wasn't like quarter notes or anything. It was just yeah, sort yeah. of like a auxiliary. And I, I kind of like that. One of those. Kind of like, kind of like that, but not as constant. Oh, okay. Regardless, though, it's just not enough that I would have noted. So I guess yeah. I, I don't really remember. Um, talking about kind of getting creative in the track, I guess a little bit. Um, there's just like this like left to right panning guitar that was like going through the verses a little bit. That's kind of different from that they were doing. <laughs> I thought it was a cool effect that wasn't too distracting because like yeah. they could have done a lot more with it. I actually, yeah, I didn't mind it. I'm fine with that. Like. I know sometimes that bothers you, like not all the yeah. time, but like. Well, I didn't even hear it, so clearly it didn't bother me a single bit. Maybe you're listening in mono then. I don't know. I have no idea. Left speaker, left speaker. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. So I like I like so we're we're listening to two different songs at this point because you heard that <laughs> clapping. I don't know. So I point out something yeah. that's literally like zooming through my headphones, and I'm I didn't notice. Telling you, you it's age. It's age. We have to go get our hearing checked. Are we not like eight months or ten months or eleven months separated or something like that? You just said that we're 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 about the you know the same sort of age. What a, I, well, a year is still in, like within yeah. that range. Yeah, and I'm just saying that I'm old, so I'm lumping you into it too. You're older, so though. you should probably get your hearing checked. I did tell you off camera. I was gonna hang that carrot above your head, saying that I'm always gonna be younger than you. So I enjoyed the chorus, and I can totally imagine a female backing vocalist during it. Uh, later well spoiler later i think it's in the last track there is one very nice very happy that that happened but i could hear it in this one as well that would have been nice um this is the one that i was talking about the uh the transition from verse to chorus was a little strange um it just kind of felt like the verse hit a wall and then the chorus just came off of nothing it didn't to me it didn't feel like there was any sort of flow there Um, and just talking about the hand clapping, I'm going to read this verbatim just because sometimes when I'm getting annoyed of something, I just write exactly what I think. 
Um, the claps can totally end now. They were good. And now they're like, okay, yes, you have hands. So I, they were great at the beginning, tiresome at the end. It's like when, uh, like you, the most recent example of this, at least in pop culture was, uh, when I think it was like Brandon Frazier got like a, like a five or seven minute standing ovation for his movie, the whale. How and uncomfortable my, but, would that be? Because like, like a minute, maybe, maybe two minutes max. I could see people like being just really happy for him and like letting him soak it yeah. in. Like five minutes. And at that point, I'd be like, nope, done. Stop, stop. Yeah. Like if, if people yeah. were, if people, whatever off. in my life, people clap for me for five minutes, I'd be, I'd be like, that's not. Yeah. Stop. By the way, audio viewers, I'm literally pantomiming like, stop, cut the sound, cut the, yeah. cut the noise. Yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting there's a microphone in front of me where people are only <laughs> listening. Because <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just like, it's just like that time he did this. Silence watch for us, 10 seconds. Watch us on YouTube. Yeah, there's, there's so there's, much you're there's, missing. There's your incentive. After next week, we do not describe anything to the audio oh, listeners. Oh, no. That's it. No. Sorry, audio listeners. If you're in your vehicle, that's it. Don't pull off to the side of the road. Pick up your phone. Make sure a cop doesn't see you. Hands free. And then do the YouTube thing and then watch us. But then keep driving once this whole episode is over. Or learn how to split your eyes. One eye on the screen, one eye on the road. Yeah, don't do not do that. That's scary. That's like a chameleon type thing to do. <laughs> do the chameleon thing. Weird. Uh, the only other note I have for this song uh, is the fact that it doesn't grab my attention. <laughs> so what a great way to leave off on. It's the first real instance for me, at least, that feels like this song is revisiting some of the past tracks on this album compositionally. Yeah. So I guess that's probably why it didn't catch my attention too much because everything up to this point kind of felt like its own song in a way. Like it was still obviously like in, under the same yeah. umbrella, but like this is the one that really felt like it was kind of going back and revisiting as compared to like, you know, stepping out st one step more of what they were doing previously. Uh, I get that. And I literally have nothing else. So I don't know what that says. Uh, that means... Uh, something, something before I, I had a joke, but before I do, <laughs> my brain's not here today. I told you, gone. No, when I knock on my head, I can actually hear a loud, echoous, hollow sound. Yeah, we all hear it too. Song number um, 11, Before I Do, the longest song on the track or album as well. So, uh, you obviously don't have to say anything, but my first note said, I bet this is Chris's number one or number two. This song, eh? Out of all of them, so I thought is, that is that you your would, bold you would, claim? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's in the okay. top three. Give me an actual. Give me. Try to pinpoint a number. You've done this before. Just see if you can do it again. Poker face. Audio so listeners, if, I hope you're if watching. If I <laughs> if I say if I say number two and it's number one, do, is that still close enough, or do I have to get I'm it asking dead you to on pinpoint bullseye. a number? Because you said one oh. or two at this point. Yes, yeah, so this is so bullseye, I'm like eh? a fifty-fifty here. Even though, but it if might it's not a number. I'm saying if it's not one or two, then you're way the hell off regardless. Yeah, yeah. But but say it's an if I'd say it's number one and it's number two, I'd still like a little bit of like, hey, Sven, you're a smart. I'll lady. give you acknowledgement for like getting close. Okay, fine. But it has then to be within fine. two. It has to be within two. Okay. Excellent. I'm gonna say that this is your number one. It right. could be your number two, but I can't think of anything else that would be your number one. I'm writing down number one, so I'm making this official, okay. by the way. Okay. No, I I'm think not making Chris's it my number, number one. I'm just saying that you're <laughs> saying it's number one. I I, I believe be right. Chris's number one is the song before I do, because as soon as I heard it, I thought, you know what? I think he would like this. Um now I'm just gonna without talking about the song itself, I'm just gonna jump to the ending. Uh what the fuck was that? Um 
it ended like it was irritating because I was so into it. And then I felt like someone shook me awake from a dream and it just ended. It didn't end at the end. Like, I don't think it ended at the end of a bar or anything. It just ended. And I was like, did my phone die? Like, what happened? I made a very similar note. I'll read it verbatim, too. That cutoff, though, what do you think this is? I want you by the Beatles? <laughs> not the best choice to cut out like that. Yeah, I did not like that at all. Yeah, it, it, it was strange because, like, I, yeah, I did indeed enjoy the, enjoy the song. Oh, sorry, that beer is really catching up with me now in, in my uh, esophagus. Anyways, uh, there, there's like some dissonance in like throughout the entire track that like really catches my attention. I do mm-hmm. like how they kind of like took a chance on it and actually had it like fit the mood and everything. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and I do like the pickup that happens around the middle. Like, I'm sorry, not middle, but minute and a half. Uh, it's a good contrast to the rest of the quieter parts that happen throughout the track too. So like, there's a lot of interesting things happening in this song at the very least. I did not expect this at all. Um, it does sound moderately similar throughout the whole song, but it doesn't sound like anything else we've heard so far. So it's just, it's, I don't know. There are maybe some things in this song that I'm not overlooking in other songs, but with this one, I think maybe because it was so different, I was sort of grabbing onto that instead, which I mean, cool whatever um definitely an end of album track um it just sort of calms you down it's very like you know wraps wraps the baby up puts it in the basket and ships it down the river and i'm i'm the baby in this scenario did you just pantomime dabbing no, I no. Saw, I saw you do this. Okay? No, I, I pantomimed packing a baby like but then um, you did this, like Mowgli <laughs> style. Yeah, because it's going down the river, down, down the river. The river. <laughs> there you go. Audio listeners, am, don't watch YouTube. We change our minds. Don't do it. <laughs> you know what? You might as well unsubscribe because this is just how this is going to go going forward. Um, Every week yeah. now we talk about how you hang out with young people and it's really <laughs> bleeding into you now. Yeah, but out of context, it sounds weird. Stop. Yeah, but there's actual legitimate <laughs> legal context to it, so we can at least say that much. It's not like she's not she's not purposely making friends with 15 year olds. <laughs> that would be no, no. It was against it was against their will. Oh, anyways, <laughs> can, can we legally say that too? Yeah. That that's your that's your hill to die on. See, you're dying on multiple hills today. I'm dying inside is what's happening. Please. What did you think of the song? I'm talking about miners at this point. You're just not going to like that. Oh my God. The coal industry is big in Canada. Aren't you funny? Is that, I Thank don't think you. it's good. Oil, I think is bigger. Anyways, yeah, fuck if I know the politics of my own goddamn country. Um, I, I will say, yes, I think this would have been a better album ender because this yeah. one definitely has that. It's unfortunate that it's not because we do have one more song to go. And I kind of comment on that in the last song. Um, but yeah, just like, as I mentioned before, like I appreciate how experimental the composition is like a lot of like fake buildups, but it all builds up to like the course courses, which feels like a really decent payoff. God damn, I swear to God, I'm getting too much gas in my, <laughs> my lungs here. Um, the bridge, yeah, if, audio listeners, if you hear me just do the is, then it's probably because like, I don't hiccup, but I definitely pause. <laughs> it's really fucking weird. Maybe I gross. shouldn't drink beer anymore during these podcasts. Yeah, stop being gross. Yeah, don't drink beer. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. 
realistically it is but adults love it because we're dumb anyways <laughs> I, um aside from the, the experimentation uh the bridge in the middle i feel like kind of mis- mixed missed the mark on the mix that's three m yeah. words that i've kind of tongue twisted there mark in the mix and again no brain so how the hell do i know what words say is what is for having everything spread out like that kind of like thin the way it was in the bridge kind of took away like and but what i mean by that was like i like i do recall i didn't write it down but i do recall it felt like, like there were certain songs where everything kind of felt richer a little closer but still a little fuller in the mix whereas this yeah. felt like you just kind of took like four layers that there were and just spread them out as far as they can go oh, okay. so you can definitely like feel the space between them I'm not huge on that, and I felt like uh, it would have been better if they mixed it a certain way so the bridge felt a little more epic, only yeah. because like this, the way the song progresses is really good. I do like it. Um, it's just too bad about that mix in the middle. Uh, the second half of the song isn't bad either. I do like that long kind of, if you want to call it a jam section, although when oh, I think yeah. jam, I think of like, you know, like Rush jams or frank zappa or mr bungle or something like that but yeah. <laughs> like that's just me uh but the first half was like a really interesting uh piece and like how it kind of presented itself in like a more sparse experimental light this part was more a little more rock oriented a little more jam oriented i mm-hmm. like both sections they combine well but then yeah just that ending was quite the choice um the the, I, I don't know if it's really the beginning half, but the two bands, uh, and I know that I haven't done this in a little bit, the two bands that I thought of listening to this song were Harvey Danger and specifically Nada Surf's Popular. So with Harvey Danger is definitely that sort of college rock. I, I only can relate it to their first album because that's the only one that I've heard. Um, and Nada Surf's Popular where it the verses are musical but then it kind of has like a talking over it but it's a fast sort of talking so that's kind of what i thought for the end of the song um i did do not even a little bit of digging and harvey danger and not a surf all of that came out after this so it's not even an influence or anything so maybe they were influenced by this Yeah. so that was kind of wild to me thinking that oh shit like maybe that was the case or it was a product of the time that's just what they what they were doing in the 90s so i don't know either way i like those two so i mean that definitely uh skewed this review to a much more positive side i didn't hate it to begin with but i mean this didn't hurt it at all um uh what else did i think oh yeah um that was pretty much it like the end of the song was pretty hypnotizing i didn't think that i was gonna like this song when it started because it did start a little slower and i was like oh my god another one um but i really liked it uh but the ending really pissed me off it's it it, uh, it did start slower but it it is already felt more intense than other slower songs so i wouldn't have gotten the same vibes like oh another slow song's coming it's like this one's working into something like there's something boiling behind the scenes here. So yeah, I wouldn't have gotten like the impression that was like a quieter track all the way through, especially being seven minutes and six seconds. But it didn't start as um, like poppy and like as bubbly as like worried now or like shame, shame started. So I just thought like, okay, this one's going to be, you know, sort of a winding down end of album, slow thing, but it wasn't. And I really liked it. It was actually really good. 
All right. So we will. I wish that was the end of the album. I honestly do. Uh, yeah. Not that I hate the next song or anything, but it shouldn't have been the last song. Song number 12, I can feel it. I can feel it that this shouldn't have been the last song because this feels like it could have like been somewhere in the middle of the album that would have been fine. Like yeah. this. Before I do, perfect album editor. Even if, even just that abrupt cut, like I would have taken that as the end of the album too. Like whatever, it's just like they ran out of tape and that was the end of the album. That would actually be kind of a, a cool explanation. Yeah, it's like we literally went until the tape recorder ran out. <laughs> so like that would make so much more yeah, sense. That's cool lore. But no, we get this like other track where which you alluded to earlier. There is like a female background singer in this one. Yeah. Don't know where that came from, but hey, it did right. sound nice. I do, I do indeed like that. This is like a. Probably the poppiest track on this album, considering it's like a very pop rock style album. Yeah. It's not even bad. It's just, again, an odd choice of an ender, but the vocal harmonies were really nice. The great, great touch gave some nice color to the track and everything like that. Although I will say altogether, it's not too outstanding. It's a little bland, which is why yeah. it would have fit somewhere in the middle instead. But just kind of hide it. Yeah, tuck it in. You don't need to make it a single. It's just kind of one of those things you come across if you buy the album. True. Um, I did like that it was at the end of the album because I did like this song. So I found it a way to keep me until the end of the album instead of me dropping out with like three songs to go, which I find a trend with a lot of uh, records that I've listened to, not even necessarily ones that we've reviewed, but you get to that one song that you're like, okay, I like this one. And all the other ones are kind of like, eh, if I let the, if I let the album run, sure, I'll listen to it. But if I'm standing near the, you know, near the controls, I'll just turn it off after this song. So I kind of like that this kept me to the very end. If the song previous didn't already, um, I found that the vocals match the song very well. Uh, again, love the female backing vocals. Sounds super cute and nice and nice a second time. Don't suppose we got a name on her, did we? Ooh, I, didn't, I didn't look it up, though. Name, so. She, oh At my least God. shout her out if you like her so much. I did, I did look it up, and okay, uh, well, her, name is, her name's on the album Wikipedia. I was going to say, go ahead and keep talking. I'll see if I can find it real quick. Um, oh, that I can do. Um, I... Now, I don't really know sounds of particular guitars and, and whatnot. Sometimes I can tell the difference between a Stratocaster and a Telecaster, but uh, I like what I assume to be a hollow body guitar plucking away, which reminds me of like a music box because it's very like bright and shiny. Really like that. And uh, when my last note is when this one started, I felt like I was drinking a pina colada on a beach because it felt very like breezy and light and like you had said very poppy and i like that it was good i could feel the poppiness I could feel it fair enough i mean as i said it's not necessarily a bad song but at the same time yeah. just it's i don't want this thing, one as right? an ender i don't want it to be here at the very yeah. end of the album uh by the way uh jennifer pierce from the from jail appears on i can feel j-a-l-e yep. appears as the backup singer as on i can feel it so there you go we have a name to the voice now i like it uh, i don't really have any other uh comments i kind of made everything i needed to in the beginning uh i'm just chomping at the bit to see what your number one is because i just want to be right although i am curious to see if you are willing to uh to guess at what my number one is because i don't think i've ever well, asked because our matches are so goddamn good i can yeah. just pick you out of a crowd can't i i know i'm really curious though well because you you do some marking down of you know my opinions and whatnot so i want to i want to see if uh 
if you're you're on it today. I know you're not, but it's a little test. Um. Well, let's see here. I don't want to tell you anything about what I think your number one is because there's literally two question marks next to what I think number one and number two are. And those, mm-hmm. those are for like our matches. So I'd have to like tell you what my number one and two are. Okay. So I can't say what you, because I think we might, I had the idea that we potentially would match them. Yeah. So uh, I guess we're going to have to find Just that out. Go ahead. Yeah. We'll do that in a minute, but first off, uh, we are now at the end of the album, very obviously now, if you've made it this far. Thank you very much for hanging out with us this long and listening to us talk about this album and going on random tangents about other things, too. Uh, so make sure you hit like, subscribe, rate, share, comment, follow, all those things. Build the musical community, blah, blah, blah. Let us know what you thought of today's album if you did indeed listen to it. We're assuming you did because you're here listening to this far through the podcast. So go ahead. Let us know what you thought. Always curious to know your opinions. But of course, you can always let us know more. Uh, let's know more because now we have to do part two, which is ranking the songs as we always we always do on these podcasts. So without rambling too much more, because my brain is not working today, just gotta get to the graphics up above our heads. Boom! Graphics have changed our names. There are numbers, and there's gonna be more names, song titles to be specific. Because yes, we are going to rank the songs from twelve to one on each side. That's twenty-four tracks. Uh, I can't tell you what I think your number one is, as I mentioned a minute ago. Uh, when it comes to matches itself, I mean, we're on a streak of zeros right now. Oh, I... I always want to assume one just to be optimistic and be like, yes, we finally did it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do the same. Um, I do feel that this album has the potential for more matches than some of the others that we have done, which are definitely polarizing and complete opposites of each other. Uh, I'm going to say Especially last one. Week. Oh my god. I'm gonna say one, but optimistic Savannah is gonna say three. So three three is the best case scenario. But if we get one, I can leave, you know what, pleased and happy that we got at least one. You know, I love you, but I pity you. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It is quite apparent. Thank you. Alrighty then. Well, I'm gonna stick to my one because I I have not been given the confidence yet to know that we can hit three yet. Well, I mean, we do not have a good track record at all. Like you have definitely said multiple times. Exactly. All right. Well, let's take a countdown then and let's see which ones, if any, match. Number 12, Deeper Than Beauty. Okay. There's our first match. Hey. I felt like that one was going to be too. <laughs> I didn't I didn't say that that one was a question. Uh, not yeah. a question mark. Sorry. Check mark. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. actually a confident check mark. That's why I said one. <laughs> De- definitely okay so we're, we're done here that's it we got our match hey thanks let us know what you thought down in the comments <laughs> number 11 snowsuit sound uh pen pals pen pals so you don't like kurt cobain huh well that could tell because you didn't like no, never mind either <laughs> uh number wow. 10 pen pals uh, wow. bells on bells on well this is gonna be a one-off or isn't it uh for that one at least number nine i can feel it uh, I hate my generation. Yes, I hate my generation. Number eight. I hate my generation. Damn it. Snow snowsuit sound. At least we're lumping them all together, right? Uh, I guess, but matches are always pref- preferred. I was gonna say preferred, but that's not even a thing. It's very preferred. Number seven, coax me. Number seven, people of the sky. People of the sky. Okay, that one's not a one-off though. Number six, Loosens. Yes, it is, because my number six is Coax Me. Darn it. <laughs> I keep forgetting about you and your ratings. 
Number five, bells on. Number five, loosens. <laughs> what is with us? At least we got a match out of it. If we had no matches at this point, I'd be like screaming. Yeah, we at least we got the one. Uh, number four, your biggest shocker. Before I do, <gasps> wasn't number oh, one. Fucking balls. Shame, shame for mine. Number four. Shame, shame. Number three, people of the sky. I can feel it. All right, I know what your number one is now. Oh yeah. It's not this one. Number two, worried now. Number two, before I do. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, yes, my number one is shame, shame. My number one is worried now. And worried now was number uh, number two question mark. And shame, shame was actually number one. I thought you, oh, you were okay. talking pretty good about it. So I thought you would have uh, liked it more. Yeah. The one I thought you had number one was at number four. And the one you thought I had number one is at number four. <laughs> So, hey, we yeah. had some sort of weird consistency there. Yep. Weird. Okay, so one single match. I mean, it's the first one of season four. You got to celebrate it somehow, right? Yep. It's still not going to look good in the overall. I think we're we're under 11% now for lifetime matches. You know what? I'm still okay with it. You know what? We We just met, and I'm really still just trying to really get to know you. So, like, I'm not too upset about it. Um. I'm pretty sure we yeah. met like three years ago. <laughs> I don't pay attention. There wasn't a pandemic when we met. How about that? That is true. That is true. We it, we were actually in person communicating face to face when we met. Yes. Yes. I, I believe I made a comment about Raven under my breath. The Dude, wrestler Raven. Oh my and that's God. what started. I fucking the teacher broke was like, my neck. The teacher was just like, well, what about this? What about this? And I was just like, what about Raven? And then I just noticed <laughs> you sitting next to me just j- jolt a look at me. And I was like, <laughs> I, I think it was maybe 10 seconds. Now, and I don't think I'd really talk to you or talk no, to you before. No, you haven't. You just happened so, to be sitting next to me. So when you said that, I, I just like snapped my neck and went, what'd you just say? <laughs> and thus a podcast was born. Oh, speaking of that podcast, we actually have to do the uh, title tr- <laughs> title track of the album now. We have to rate the record, so let's go yes. ahead and get some screens. Swoosh. Alrighty then, time to rank, not rank the record, rate the record. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> it's time to rate them because we just ranked songs. Time to rate the record. You know, the title track of the show, album, whatever you want to refer to it as. Here we yes. are. Uh, what what a list it is. Uh, something something B tier album, Joe Kaha Funny. We actually did a B tier album last week, and that was Savannah's Choice of Wilco's AM, which I liked more, by the way. Yes, I uh, that was very surprising to me. So, sure. I, as I said, I expected that to be in 65s before I even started listening to it, but guess what? It ended up like 11 points higher. I don't know what I thought this was going to be for me. Which know. one? For Sloan? Yeah, for Sloan. Okay, know. well, I haven't said that part much yet. I was just talking about Wilco. But yes, yeah, I guess yeah. we can start talking about this particular album. Uh, and mm. that would be Sloan's Twice Removed. Uh, now, as far as I can see, Lisa did not leave a comment about where she would rate the album. But hey, if you're Lisa, if you're still watching, uh, let us know down in the comments. Where would you rate the record? Uh, top three, five songs, rank all of them if you want to. Regardless, I mean, it's always cool to see that kind of stuff. Anyways, we have to figure out where we're putting this on our list. Uh, and because I went first last week because it was your album, you have to go first this week and you know them personally. So this is the, this is where it really stings. Well, um, <clears throat> uh, regardless of what happens, uh, Lisa, uh, I love you. We're still friends. 
Um, for this album, the B-sides win, in my opinion. I've never listened to Sloan outside of their released singles, and I'm not sure if I'm going to venture to do so, but this album wasn't too shabby once you get to track seven and onward. <clears throat> so my score was 73.42. 73.42. Let me write that down before I forget, because I often tend to do that. 73.42. There we go. Yeah. I mean, that's not bad, especially considering that we didn't know where it was going to end up or anything like that, especially because we weren't too familiar with Sloan outside of those hits. And yeah, like this album was kind of like beyond what I was expecting overall, considering that's the Sloan that we knew. I was mm -hmm. decent, but not like exactly outstanding. Didn't hate the album, but obviously didn't score <clears throat> incredibly high. My score came out to 72.91. Okay, that's so not too bad. We kind of have the same, I mean, even from our rankings, we have the like pretty similar feelings on this yeah. album. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm just surprised because it's like this one of those 90s albums I thought you would have like really dug into. Um, I, I don't really know how to feel about it. Uh, I don't even know where I thought the rank or the whole album score was gonna lie but i mean unfortunately yeah, right. it's in the b tier um i mean at least it's not a c tier b tier yeah. but as close to c tier as it can get because it's in the b minus tier with a total yeah. score of 73.16 73.16 is better than billy talent but not as good as you too I can imagine so many people would disagree with that statement in real life without context. <laughs> what do you mean yeah. Sloan's not, is there better than you two? <laughs> yep. Or you, you try to justify it and they just punch you right in the face. You're like, huh. That's the problem with combined scores. Cause I know I like this album better than I liked Billy Talent. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't remember any of my scores and chances are if I were to listen to all of these albums again, I probably would give them different scores. Not purposely, but just like, I don't know. When you, um, times change yeah and when you when you rank or rate something it's all so subjective to like how you're feeling that day the weather outside it's wild so but today you gave it a 73 something something and pulling back the curtain a little bit this the weather shit outside today oh so that's God, why i tanked the album <laughs> we finally got a ton of snow and it is depressing everyone i honestly don't think we have gotten sun for an entire day this year we had some a couple days ago, and I was pretty stoked about it. I think it was maybe for half the day, and then just disappeared, at least where I am. Sucks. Well, speaking of disappearing, we're going to make the uh, album dis screen disappear now. I'm not even going to, we're not even going to cut back in because we never left in the first place. <laughs> it's gone and we're back now. It, isn't that great? The magic of editing and everything like that. Nice. But yes, there you go. Those are our final rankings and ratings for Sloan's Twice Remove, our request album. First one for season four. So, hey, Lisa, thank you very much for uh, requesting the album. We always appreciate them. Even if we don't end up liking albums like certain requests in the past, mm -hmm. <laughs> the idea is we still appreciate the request. I mean, like, it gives us Thank an excuse you. to listen to something we wouldn't have chosen ourselves. So I you always got to dig listening to new music, right? Hell yeah. And there are some things that have been requested that uh, I'm just like, wow, like, I have to keep listening to this because I really, really like it. You so, still listen to God Hates a Coward? Oh, hell yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I like I like I that. Rated, and, uh, uh, request so far. Well, what is it? Pop number one? I like that song, too. Oh yeah, it's not the same something. album. Yeah, oh yeah, just the just any songs I put in the top five for that album, I still listen to to this day. Perfect. 
But yes, that is the end of the episode. Now we've done everything that we set out to do today. So thank you very much for joining us and making it this far with us. If you did indeed make it this far, as I said before, make sure you like, subscribe, rate, comment, share, follow, all of those things. Help build a musical community. You're going to be part of it. Now you can let us know completely what you think of the Sloan album because we are at the very end of the episode. Yeah. You can let us know on our social medias. You can let us know down in the comments below of wherever you're listening because there's comment sections everywhere. Regardless, find it all at ratetherecord.ca because, I mean, everything is bundled very nicely over there. Yes, again, what he said. He is the boss. I only have a limited amount of words I can. I am not Bruce Springsteen. Is that honestly how he is? His nickname is The Boss. Oh, well, yeah, but I didn't realize that that's where it came from. I don't know. Just like the bo- when people say the boss, I think Bruce Springsteen because that's been oh. his forever. Oh, I thought he was like a dick or something. I was like, oh, no, I don't no, want to hear that. As far as I'm concerned, he's a pretty cool dude, but oh, okay. I, I, I don't know. Oh, my God. I thought I was missing out on something. No, okay. no, no. His nickname good. is just the boss. Oh, okay. So, okay, good. Haha, <laughs> funny joke. Anyways, uh, yeah, go ahead and do that. And you can also find the album request link. So if you want to request something like Lisa did today, you can do that. Go find it there or down in the description. Where, again, wherever you're listening. Also down in the description of writethrecord.ca is the album giveaway link. Uh, again, it's probably uh, by the chain, by the time you're listening, probably it's a little too late to enter for Radiohead. Uh, but stay tuned for February, March, April. I mean, like we're going to be giving away albums for a while. So just keep an eye out for that. February is coming real soon. Or maybe it's already February by the time you hear this. New album's coming soon. So go ahead, check that out. It's all there. And it's going to be great. Giving away records and stuff. Free music. Who doesn't love it? Yay! I'm really excited to see who gets it. And um, you know what? Send Email us a picture of you with the record when you get it. Super excited. Exactly. Do an unboxing. Yeah, hell yeah. So so that way we can also confirm how well the post office handled your package. <laughs> so it's confirmation for us, and we're also happy yeah. that you have it. Yes, most definitely. So that way we know we have to change uh, providers later <laughs> down the road. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, go ahead and do all that. All the links are found at RateTheRecord.ca, including also Kobe.com slash RateTheRecord if you want to support the show financially. If you like us just enough to go beyond and above, just liking, subscribing, sharing, all that kind of stuff. Financial is an option. Kobe.com slash RateTheRecord. Benefits there. I don't remember off the top of my head because my brain's not working today. Check it out. Yes. See, I got to I gotta simplify it for myself at this point because I'm thinking too heavily into it now. Yeah, RateTheRecord.ca, everything's there. Love you, bye. Exactly. Podcast is over, fades to black. <laughs> exactly. No, we can't do that yet. We can't. We technically can let you go because the podcast is we over, but we like spoiler. to do. Yes. No, no, not spoiler. Teaser. We need the teaser, spoiler, not the spoiler. telling you who it is next week. Ooh, this is true. My bad. Teaser this is why is I don't do them ever. Yeah, you've, you've never done this once in the 64 episodes we've done so far. Not once. Oh, well, you're not doing this one because I have this one because I chose next week's album. This was a request and I just kind of. I shouldn't have taken this this one, like the slow one, since I've completely fucked it up today. But I, I am taking next week's album and I am prepared for it because it is my own personal choice at the very least. Uh, and for the first time in quite a while, we're taking a dive into hip hop. Uh, but it's not the kind you're expecting. Oh my God, this is a fucking world of difference. Like we did Malibu Ken in the past and maybe you're like, oh, that was a little weird. It's like, yeah, no, this, this, this gets intense. <laughs> Ooh, okay, because there are things that you've said that too, and I'm like, ooh, I like this, so I'm really curious. This this is going to be different. Yeah, this is going to hit you. This is going to tickle your funny bone a little bit. Cool. Either you yourself, like Savannah, yeah. you're going to really find this super interesting, or you're going to hate it. 
Ooh, I don't okay. know if there's too much of a middle ground. Oh, this is going to make for an interesting show. Uh, but for the rest of the, at the very least, the rest of the teaser I have, uh, they're huge uh, in the underground. And I feel this is the part that scares me the most. I feel like the fan base is going to crucify us no matter what we say. I know I've said that in the past about certain bands, but there's something about this one, too, that they have like some pretty hardcore fans. Okay, well, that is totally fine. Um, scary, but I am excited. And I don't even have a joke guess because I have no idea who this could be. It's Malibu Ken again. That's all we're doing. We're doing right. we're doing Malibu Ken all over. No, again. not the cheese mask. I took it from back there. Now I just have it, have it hanging on the wall next to me. Okay, how about this one? You like that one? Better, right? Yes, I do. Actually, it's not even cheese, though it's, it's it's far more grotesque realistically. Yeah, that's fine. His nose looks like a pair of lungs. Audio listeners, did you see the mask I just held up? Anyways, yeah, that's your other you... incentive again to watch YouTube. Exactly. Anyways, we're rambling at this point. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, until we see you again next week, if you can guess who the hell we're doing next week, you can anticipate that. Until then, go listen to some awesome music even check out today's album if you by chance didn't yet and we'll see you again real soon so take care friends bye bye